Welcome to What Have We Learnt? Incidental Learnings by Interesting People. I'm Ben Punter. This is a compilation episode of the past few editions, all on the theme of Edinburgh Fringe. So if you're a performer planning on going, or if you just want to know some insider knowledge, then do let me know if this episode is useful to you in any way. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Ben Punter is where you'll find me, or What Have We Learnt on Facebook. So in order of appearances, you'll hear from Stuart Goldsmith, Suze Kempner, Steve N. Allen, Adele Cliff, Jennifer Tyler, and Sally and Rianne from Stiffen Kitch, and Ben and Tom, the Thinking Drinkers. This is What Have We Learnt About Edinburgh Fringe. Why is Edinburgh so special? It's so special to me because I've spent over two years of my life there, over the last 26 years. I have fallen in love there, I've fallen out of love there, I've uh, had ludicrous adventures. I've, you know, not throwing TVs out of windows, but that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. it's been rock and roll to me. I helped stop a riot there once, um, <laughs> and so very much like putting a TV back in through the window. Mm. Um, on the other hand, it is just the meeting point for all of the not all of the people, but a substantial number of people who've had a great idea or a terrible idea and are just believing in themselves and trying it. It's mm. the workbench for everything. Yeah. And I've seen some of the most extraordinary things there. And there is always the person that, uh, there's always the possibility that the next thing you go and see is going to be this year's thing. thing that makes me feel like a 16 year old again. Mm. It's going to be this year's John Robertson's The Dark Room, mm. or this year's Fuerza Bruta, or this year's, God, Circus of, no, it wasn't Circus of Horrors, what was it? The Jim Rose Circus Sideshow. I saw that when I was about <laughs> 17. I got my t shirt signed by Jim and the mm. Enigma afterwards. You know, the, there are just some of the most some of the moments in my life some of the best moments in my dash some of the moments where I've felt plucked like a string and gone oh god this is what being alive's about yeah. happened at the Edinburgh Festival because I saw do you know Rob Kemp? yes I saw his show Elvis Dead it was so different it was like how has no one done this before? Sure. how is this why does this work? Why does this work so well? And it was a tiny room and the atmosphere in that room. I was sat in front of... I had Robin Ince sitting right in front of me as well. Mm. There was an element of like, why are all the comedians here? Yeah. All the comedians here are here. They, what, you know, there must be something going on because... Well, that's, that's what buzz is. This mm. is a pet theory of mine. When people go, oh, how can I generate buzz? You know, all this buzz about my show. Buzz is when comics like your show and mm. tell people. And it's the only thing you can trust because comics don't have a stake a financial stake in your success you can't get buzz from a PR you can't get buzz from your agent of course they're going to tell everyone you're brilliant Mm. but if Nish comes to see you or uh, you know whoever uh, a comic who is well known and loved among comics and they go dude you've got to see this then everyone's like (laughs) whoa and then a load of comics go and see it and then all of those comics go hey following you've got to go and see this and that's where it comes from and it's, it's just sort of impossible to create artificially yeah, if you've got to do a show and you need to book a venue and you've not been before... Well, look, starting looking for your venue starts like repulsively early. End of November, December, you want to be looking for your venue. If you've got a lot of money, then you can get a paid venue probably more easily than you can get what I would call a good free venue because they get snapped up real fast. I mean, it took me till my sixth solo hour to get what I would call a decent free venue. So I'd been in paid venues prior to that. 
scraping together <laughs> phoned over the money to cover it and then go, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well no not even because it was a paid venue oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah it was all ticketed and you sell hardly any tickets because you're an absolute nobody but doing that year after year and losing all that money meant that last year I finally was offered what was a really nice location wise and atmosphere wise really nice free venue which I was in then two years running so when you're off to do your first show um, if you I, I would advise free fringe don't take a time slot between 7 and 10 in the evening because you're up against all the TV names and if you're new to the fringe you're probably not a TV name don't go really late at night if you do your nice personal stand-up show because you're just wrangling drunks and you're gonna have a horrible time don't be afraid of the afternoon a lot of people first going to the fringe go okay well i need 9 p.m i did one i've done 1 p.m the last two years and it was it was awesome like there's always people around they come in you're the first show they see before lunch so basically sort of anywhere between half 12 and 6 you're that's your time slot you want be prepared to fly out a lot <laughs> and my tip with flying is exit flyer shows similar to yours uh, go to like t- you know make your little diary and go and exit flyer shows that are similar to yours so on their way out you can be going more stuff about you know 70s movies more stuff about comic books whatever and apply to uh, apply to them as soon as possible and have a good idea of what your show is going to be like um, when you apply what soon how early is as soon as possible in the sort of December oh December yeah okay, cool. yeah December November December January they all open they open their bookings at different times so it's a question I've asked everyone who I've spoken to who's been performing at the fringe what makes Edinburgh so special oh I think it just comes down to that the history of Edinburgh the fact that it's the biggest arts festival in the world the fact that the city's infrastructure is not built to carry the amount of people <laughs> yeah. who now flood the fringe every year to hawk their wares and be self-indulgent for the month. I don't know, there's something about the fact you can't get down the pavement that you wouldn't get if the festival was in London. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I think just the whole atmosphere makes Edinburgh really electric. I'd, I'd have total FOMO if I didn't go back. <laughs> What makes Edinburgh particularly so special? Um, it's one of those things. It, it is just because people think it is. So there are comedy festivals all over the country. None of them have the profile of Edinburgh. So it, I don't want to say they don't matter. They, they matter in some ways. But none of them really get anywhere close to being in the zeitgeist of, of the, the nation's understanding of comedy. And the, actually, it's not even it's not the comedian's understanding of comedy. It's the non-comedian's understanding of comedy. So if you're not in comedy, you know about gigs and Edinburgh, and that's probably it. Yeah. So you could come perform at the Brighton Fringe. But no one really knows it's a thing. Yeah. Leicester Festival is amazing, but no one's going to be like, oh, wow, Leicester. And so if you want to make any um, change to your profile, you've got to do it in the one place everyone's looking. Edinburgh. Yeah. If you're going to do Edinburgh, work hard at it. If you're not exhausted, they used to say this in radio as well, Dan O'Day, who does um, lecturing about radio stars. We used to get sent on training courses, boot camps with yeah, GWR. Yeah. And he always said, if you're not exhausted by the end of a show, you should have done it better. Yeah. And I quite like that as a way of viewing life. So for new people who are thinking, 
I want to go to the fringe and do a thing. Yeah. What do they need to know that they probably that isn't in any, any book, isn't in any sort of guidebook anywhere? They need to be realistic about what venue they want and where it is mm. and what they'll actually be able to get in in terms of audience yeah. and footfall and things like that. Because there's, you know, it's not necessarily hard to get given a venue but it is hard to get given a, a good venue that's suitable for you because there's so many shows and some spots are just not good for most people so yeah. they get people end up with them but it's not the best thing so if they're able to visit the fringe beforehand it's good to know have a look at some venues and realistically think about what what you want like i did when i did a 40 minute show so i so i've done two hour long shows uh and i did a 40 minute show the year before that the year before that i did a split bill with my friend and then several years before that i did a sketch show with some friends from university yeah we went we ended up basically in the venue that would take us and it cost us a lot of money uh, and we didn't get that many people in like we had some nice audiences but they were mostly sort of 12 people yeah which in a venue that could hold 50 is fine but not really what you want and also we were quite early in the day so i really made a big point when i was doing every show following that to be to think about where it is and what time it is and stuff and so i've been quite lucky with that is in the split bill i did we were at the three sisters which has incredible footfall we were on quite late so we got a lot of drunk people but we filled the room and then yeah. we just learned to deal with drunk people yeah. and when i did a 40 i i was like there's not you know i know how big i am and it's not big so i was in a room that could hold 20 and mm. that meant i could fill it every day and it's it's a nice vibe to be able to fill your room and it also arrogantly it does make you look cool if you're having to turn people away on a weekend or yeah. something so i think being realistic about the capacity of your room also about your budget because you're not nobody makes money at the fringe regardless of how big your room is i mean I'm lucky with last year that I sold out. But even so, once you've accounted for every bit of money you've spent, you haven't made money. You've just mitigated some of your losses. Yeah. So don't, as a first fringe, go into one of the paid venues nobody's heard of and at you know 11 a.m. or something because you'll struggle and you won't get people in. It'll be demoralizing. So yeah, it's better to try and, if you know people who've done the fringe before or people who are further into their careers, ask them if they could honestly explain to you what venue they think you would have fun in. Yeah because you know like I have some friends who are doing 40 minute shows this year and I recommended like the City Cafe is a lovely one where it's got quite small rooms they can hold you know 25-ish people but I think it's so much more enjoyable to feel like you've got a not packed but like a room that's got a good number of people in good vibe yeah I would rather play like the back seat of a people carrier to five people in there than than 20 people in a 60-seater room because it's it's just about being able to connect to the audience and learn from that. And if you're in a cavernous space without people, that's tricky. I'm curious to know what it's like as a performer. Yeah. And what is the how low can it get? Because oh. I, I don't think that's ever put out there. Well, uh, yeah, but as I mean, I yeah, we started last year, and it is. Do you know what it is? The more I read around the fringe this year, like you know, Lynn Gardner writes amazing articles, and there's you know, there's a lot of people actually talking about it now, and more on social media. And I think I felt that swell of um, camaraderie and support because I, you know, I guess it's worse. You know, you are if you're putting on a show and you can't get audiences in the door and then you're in a very vulnerable position to go out and to be like you know please come and see my show please come and see my show and then you know and, and it's a and it's a constant you know kind of thing of like can we do this can we 
and I guess that's why again I just would stress to anybody going like if you surround yourself with a great team you can get through it all and 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 the the doing like trying to take away from the kind of the end product like you know the best reviews or like you know you you make all your like you have to I think you have to prepare for the the kind of the ditfalls and kind of go and not feel that that takes away from anything of the mm. kind of the joy of the expression and I hope Edinburgh I think it's getting to the stage where it's hitting kind of breaking point in a way I hope it like there's 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 talks and like you know kind of meetings about how it can become more sustainable for artists going out there because like you said mm. audiences love it artists love it we all want to see this big explosion of expression and creativity but we just want to make sure that artists can do it in a way that's kind of ha- can sustainable sustainable both yeah. financially and emotionally do, like be prepared that it is it is tough it's really you'll ha- hard you, but you'll have good days and you'll have bad days like I think any whatever level of company or whatever absolutely get you a will team just around you that. people that you um, like trust and who yeah. can support you because it's, it's I think especially hard if you're doing things on your own um, look at look look at locate. I think location a big of a thing venue. is location of venue. I think even if it's a you know a I mean, less well known less known venue or not one of the big four, or whatever. If it's in a good location, you'll get people in. You'll I, get I think sometimes when they're further out, you just won't get the footfall. I don't think unless people know you or, or people have heard of it or something. And I do think sometimes in your first year, a catchy name is good. Yeah, because we we went. Our first show was called Adele is Younger Than Us, and loads of people came to see the show <laughs> just because they were like, "Oh, that's a yeah. funny name. We quite like that." And and then once they've seen you, they know you're on, the, you're on your radar. Then um, that kind of I would also say see things in your venue, make in your venue, with or yeah, make friends with people in your venue, but also see things that are in the same kind of bracket because yes, yes. we came up our first year and we just saw so much musical comedy and some of our like closest friends up yeah. here are all the other musical comedians and then when you have that kind of little pool of people they'll see you they'll recommend you and then and then you've got audiences that come to all the musical comedy acts through just recommendation also just in a practical sense um, get someone to proofread your flyers because mm-hmm. we yeah. spelt our own name wrong on right. a first mm-hmm. bunch of flyers also just double check the size of posters <laughs> we, uh, got the wrong size posters yeah. one year and just double check addresses because we've had our flyers and posters sent to the wrong address on several occasions so those are just yeah. some practical things to think about and also I think another one is which is like less about the show is like I, I just think if you're doing it on your own if you're doing it like a uh, one man or one woman show to have some sort of support network like yes. I just I find I don't understand I just never know how people can do it completely on their own because mm. it can be such a, a lonely place up here if things aren't you know you can have an amazing fringe or you could have a tough fringe and if you're on your own you don't have that kind of just support around you, you st- it, it can be like a a lonely place and you can talk yourself into like yeah yeah m- like despair so, but read reviews although everybody reads reviews but only people who read reviews are you the audiences won't yeah and be realistic about money I think because mm. don't come up thinking oh well if we budget on 90% capacity we'll be, you've got a budget on <laughs> I mean to be honest we've, I don't think we've ever put a budget together because we use this we just go up and go I guess we're going to lose all this money but let's hope for the best and uh, usually it works out alright but no. yeah be realistic with that because there's nothing worse how does that sit with people in that if you, you come here as a performer and you put on a show knowing full well you might you make a loss yeah because yeah. most lots of companies do even you know big big names because PR and stuff costs such a lot but I guess there's a justification that um, you're reaching a really wide audience and mm. you know it's the place to be you meet lots of people um, like before we did it like my agent always 
sat down, like asked, they were like, what are your reasons for doing it? And I think, well, I don't know, with any kind of job, a theatre job, I would people always say that like does it does it pay you mm. does it bring you enjoyment or will it like further your, your career. career and and I think if you have two of those it's then worth it's worth doing, doing. <laughs> if you have one of those it's probably not if you have, <laughs> and I if think with the fringe you've got to enjoy you've it. got to enjoy it you've got to really really enjoy it and also it is an amazing place for meeting I, I d- people meeting it's people just and brilliant and seeing stuff and, and if you love the arts which I think everyone here does mm. then it's where you want to be you know we we always talk about taking a year off and then it gets to the deadline and we're like oh one but more year. Go one more yeah year. we just want to go and yeah, be in the mix def- with everybody and definitely don't do it for the money and i, and I no, guess expect no. to lose the money you got to do it because there's the costs that will just creep up out of every cor- every corner <laughs> what's not written down what what is never never told that should be told oh. to new performers and new visitors to the Edinburgh. Oh, footwear, God, footwear, footwear. Footwear is a real <laughs> fucking trench foot. Really it's difficult. A real thing. Bring more than one pair of shoes. Uh, uh, yeah, that's um, pace yourself. I mean, in all seriousness, the, the, all the bugs that go around here in the confined dressing room spaces. And um, we're at the underbelly this year, and it's been brilliant. We've had a, we are in our dressing room, and it is very spacious. But mm. we've been in the tiniest spaces with a lot of different people. Mm. And drinking excessively, eating badly, <laughs> does lower the immunities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you do pick up all these bugs. So try and pace yourself. Yeah, if you I can. think as a perform. What I, I mean, as a performer, I just try and get out of the bubble when you can, if you can, um, and not take it too seriously. What's what I find slightly uh, amusing now, having been in nine years, and I still get very indulgent in you know what do people think about the show but I think if you're here for the month and you're spending your whole time talking to people hearing that they get they may be doing better or uh, you know or you're getting reviews that might not be going your way or if, if even if you're doing really well it's just to just to not take it too seriously mm. and and try and just if you if you're doing a good show and you're doing your best then mm. that's Enjoy it and 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 fa- yeah, enjoy it and try and enjoy it because there are loads of people that come up here lose their shirt financially. Not many people come to the shows, but they, and they go back thinking, "Well, that didn't go very well." But at least they're doing it. Yeah, mm, they're coming yeah. up for a month. They're doing something different with their lives. Mm. You know, mm. uh, it's, I th- and that's why I think the fringe is so brilliant is that people just go for it yeah. um, when every ounce of logic in you suggests that you shouldn't yeah <laughs> uh, I mean, that, for me that's that's been the purpose of doing this I came two years in a row and it's such a creative vibe yeah. it's, like, it's, such a, it's like hard to explain it's like there is something in the air which makes you kind of go I should do something yeah. if everyone's doing something I should do something yeah. so that's why I'm doing this uh, now okay. no, it, yeah. Inspi- it, it does yeah. inspire you I think mm, that's absolutely. Uh, um, and there's so many talented people here um, that you just you can't help but sort of get get completely inspired by it and hopefully go home with some better ideas that you've nicked off other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>